Welcome to St. Andrew and to our midweek Lenten online worship service at a time when the changes to our way of life are not only continuing, but they're increasing rapidly this week. In the midst of which, many of you have been texting, emailing, or calling to express your encouragement and your faith and also your love for your congregation, which I know many of you are already missing. As often as we have said to each other, I'll be with you in spirit when we can't be with each other physically, at no time has that been more true or more important than it is right now and for the foreseeable future. And yet, as the singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith likes to say, friends are friends forever if the Lord's the Lord of them. And that is what we are because that is who he is. And so Pastor Nick and I welcome you to this service and we pray God's blessing on us as we gather in spirit and worship from wherever we are. We pray that God would watch over us while we're apart from each other and as we give thanks that Jesus Christ is the light of the world, a light no darkness can overcome.
Let us pray. Eternal God, the hours of both the day and night are yours, and to you the darkness is no threat. Be present, we pray, with all of those who suffer and heal, with all of those who labor in the hours of the day and of the night, especially those who watch and work on behalf of others. Grant them diligence in their watching, faithfulness in their service, courage in danger, and competence in emergencies. Help us all to meet the needs of one another with confidence and compassion. Be our light in the darkness, O Lord, and let your great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of the day and of the night. Visit our dwellings and drive from them all the snares of the enemy, and let your holy angels dwell with us to preserve us in peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from Psalm 65. Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer, to you all people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds, God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. A reading from 2 Corinthians in the 12th chapter. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's an old saying that if you know that Jesus loves you, you don't have to sweat the small stuff. And if you know that Jesus loves you, everything else is small stuff. I have to say that, to be honest with you, I don't think that even Jesus would agree with the fact that the coronavirus pandemic is small stuff, given the impact that it's having on life and health, our ability to work and study and worship or travel, even within our own communities, not to mention the economic impact that it's having in ways that we've never experienced before, not in our lifetimes. I don't think any of that is small stuff. I don't think Jesus thinks that either. Given the scripture's invitation to cast all your cares on him, because he cares about you, everything about you, everything that you're experiencing or feeling or going through, if it's big stuff, and even if it is small stuff. And yet there is this thing called perspective. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, St. Paul offers his perspective, not in a preachy or a theoretical sort of way, but he does it out of his own personal experience with an affliction that he calls his thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment him. There are a lot of theories about what this thorn of the flesh might have been, including uh, an eye ailment that compromised his vision that dated back to his Damascus Road experience when he went blind for three days and, and scales fell from his eyes. Maybe he got cataracts. Others think that it was some other physical sort of malady or ailment. Others think that it might have been a spiritual temptation and still others think that maybe the thorn in the flesh was actually a metaphor for a person, somebody who was out to get Paul and to destroy his mission and his ministry. The bottom line is, we don't know. Nobody knows. And the Bible doesn't say. And maybe that's just as well because then it allows you to fill in the blank with whatever it is that's tormenting you in these days. Maybe it's illness, or a virus, or a fear, or a threat. Or maybe it's a disruption in your relationships, in your work, in your study, in your financial well-being. Or maybe it's a spiritual temptation that robs you of your sense of purpose and destiny and of the peace that passes all understanding and of the joy of the Lord. But for St. Paul, perspective comes when he prays about his thorn in the flesh. And in response to that prayer, he hears the voice of Jesus in words that he includes in his second letter to the Corinthians. The Christians have memorized down through the generations so that they are in our hearts and in our minds precisely for moments like this. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power 
is made perfect in weakness. After which, St. Paul tells the Corinthians that he delights in his weakness because in his words, when I am weak, then I am strong. Which is his way of saying that in the midst of his weakness, his delight is in God. His strength is in Christ. Not because any of this is small stuff, but because Jesus is bigger than anything this world could ever give or ever take away. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. And when by grace, you know that, and you believe that, and you trust that, and you live that way, then you have perspective. Not because this pandemic is small stuff, but because you know that Jesus loves you and that God's got you, come what may. At our online worship service this weekend, I'm gonna talk about some practical ways in which we grow in the sufficiency of God's grace. For now, Pastor Nick and I wish you the blessings of the Lord our love and our prayers are with you, that God will watch over us while we are apart from each other, that you will have the perspective of grace, and we will too, as the children of the light, those who have been saved by the grace of Jesus, washed clean in the blood of the Lamb, and remain together in spirit until we meet again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Taught by our Lord, we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by pathways as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Mm -hmm.